I'm Risa Williams, and this is the Motivation Mindset. And today we have a special episode called The Time Toolkit, where I share tools from my books. And today I'm giving you a sneak preview of my newest book, The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, 25 Tools to Boost Confidence, Achieve Goals, and Find Happiness, which is in stores now. So I hope you'll pick up a copy. The tools discussed on this show are not meant as a replacement for therapy or medical advice. They're meant to give you a new perspective and hopefully some new ideas to navigate everyday challenges. And today I'm going to be talking about tools from the newest book about self-esteem and why self-esteem is important to think about and how we can find ways to like ourselves more right here and right now. So in my book, I discuss self-compassion and learning to be kinder to yourself. I think this is a very essential part of building healthy self-esteem. Self-esteem refers to how we care for ourselves, how we soothe ourselves, how we manage our own time and picture ourselves in our heads and how we talk to ourselves. And confidence, which sometimes people confuse the two, Confidence is more about how we perceive our ability to achieve a certain thing in a certain moment. So it's possible to have a lot of confidence about achieving a certain task, but still feel a sense of low self-esteem overall. However, there are certain things you can do to improve your overall sense of self-esteem that will affect your confidence to do future things as well. We often feel like we can be really nice, kind, and encouraging, and supportive to many people in our lives, while being really mean, harsh, and overly critical to ourselves. It's like we give ourselves a pass to bully ourselves. Once you realize how unfair this is, and how distorted this concept is, you might begin to approach things from a new perspective. After all, you may be very kind to other people in your life, but if you're being mean to yourself, you're still being mean to one person. I know this sounds like a simple concept, but it took me many years in my own life to realize this. So sometimes there is this unexamined belief. We get a pass to say unkind things to ourselves because we believe that our brains will respond differently if it's coming from us as opposed to other people. But this isn't true. In fact, science has proven the exact opposite. We tell ourselves tend to affect us in the exact same way as they do when someone else says them to us. In other words, we don't get a pass to treat our brains in this way. An interesting scientific study I discovered while writing The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit estimated that 70% of our daily self-talk is comprised of negative critical words we're saying to ourselves all day long. And as we know from other studies, they've estimated that we say thousands of things to ourselves all day long. So think about that 70% and how big a percentage that is of harsh words that are going to have a big impact on our bodies and brains over time and our emotional states. So while expecting yourself to say only positive motivational things is also an unfair expectation to have of yourself or anyone else, we can learn to tip the percentages in small degrees over time. 
again, like many of the tools I use and I talk about in my books and on the show, it's about moving away from extreme thinking, thinking I only think positively about myself or I only think negatively. There is a huge range in between, and it's learning to see that range as a way of being kinder to yourself. Self-esteem issues can often stem from trauma, pasts, hardships we've faced, other emotional and physical issues that may be different for each of us experiencing them. So it's always recommended that you seek out professional help from a therapist or doctor to address any of these past issues that you might need help processing. The ideas provided here are simply intended to give you a little boost and give you a little new perspective that you could take on your self-compassion journey ahead. What I've found both personally and from my work with many clients over the years is that feelings of self-esteem and confidence can often be improved by addressing a few key factors. The first one is learning to change your self-talk. When we say motivating and gentle things to ourselves all day long, our self-esteem will naturally start to rise. Now, that means when we say critical and reprimanding things to ourselves all day long, our feelings of self-esteem will naturally tend to sink. We often see self-talk in extremes. It's either positive or all negative. But like I said before, there's a wide range in between these opposites. For example, you can think more neutral types of thoughts that calm you down, such as, I can try again tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day and I can reset myself then. And there are a lot of mid-thoughts, mid as I call them, that you can find between the positive-negative extreme that can help you walk yourself over to more motivated feelings. These are thoughts like, I'm learning and growing all the time. Each new step I take leads me to a different outcome. I'm figuring things out one step at a time. These are called micro-thoughts, and I talk about them in all three of my books, but especially in the Ultimate Self-Esteem book, because I believe that once you can start looking at your self-talk, at least observing it, even if you can't change it, just noticing it as it pops up throughout the day, start to listen to it more as an observer. When you start to watch your thoughts, your thoughts naturally start to change. So you don't have to think about this as I need to go in there and fix it all at once instantly. We can see it as a gradual process of just noticing our thoughts, the kinds of things we're saying to ourselves, and starting to figure out more gentle ways to talk to ourselves. The second factor is rediscovering your sense of agency and your own resiliency. So personal agency comes from acknowledging that you are the one in charge of your own thinking and fully accepting that no one can change your thinking except for you. It sounds obvious when said like this, but it's actually a hard thing to embrace and do for a lot of people. But if you can, if you can start to think that you can change your thoughts a little bit at a time and you can start to watch them and gradually shift them, this can be a very empowering experience for many people to have. Resiliency is our sense of how effectively we handle problems that block our path or stand in our way, and how quickly we recover from setbacks we face or obstacles in our path. Learning how to gradually change your thinking patterns and how to ground yourself and de-stress when you're faced with obstacles in everyday life can help you feel that sense of empowerment and confidence. The third factor is stress reduction skills. 
I believe that stress is something we need to think about more. I know it doesn't sound like a fun subject, but I think it affects so many areas of our lives, and I don't think enough of us consider it as much as we should. So stress tends to exacerbate problems that already exist in our thinking patterns and just how we're handling our own emotional states. So when you get stressed out, any intense thoughts or intense feelings you already have going on tend to feel even more intense. I call it a negativity amplifier. You know, when you start to feel stress, it just cranks up any other symptoms or problems you're having. So learning ways to bring down your daily stress can really help you regulate your mental, emotional, and physical well-being so that you can connect back to your calm again. And this helps us with time as well. So when we're talking about time tools, learning stress reduction skills is key because the calmer you feel, the more time you feel like you have. The more stressed you feel, the less time you feel like you have. It feels like you're crunching your own time, so to speak. So learning how to distress deliberately throughout your day, how to take time buffer breaks, where you're letting your stress settle, where you're letting your brain reset, whether this is learning to take more breathing breaks throughout your day, getting outside a little more, using your senses to ground yourself, or just simply acknowledging that your brain needs mental space to reset and prioritizing that in your schedule. It's really just about getting intentional about de-stressing consistently. And this can have an overall positive effect on your self-esteem and on your mental energy to accomplish more things that you want to do in your day. So the fourth factor is balancing out extreme thinking. Extreme thinking is when you tend to see things in black and white categories, and we all do this to a certain degree. For example, things are perfect or a disaster. You are either loved or hated. You feel amazing or you feel terrible. Extreme thinking can include the maximization of our flaws and the minimization of our strengths, blaming and labeling ourselves, disqualifying positive feedback or compliments we receive, and frequently jumping to negative conclusions throughout everyday life. So like I said, we're all guilty of doing this throughout the day. Sometimes we're conscious of it. Sometimes we aren't. So maybe somebody gives you a compliment and you want to argue with them. Or maybe you tell yourself after you complete something that it wasn't done perfectly and you made a mistake. So therefore it's a disaster or therefore you can't give yourself a pat on the back for finishing it at all. So these are examples of when our extreme thinking tends to tank our moods and tank our feelings of self-esteem. However, when you start to choose balance over extremes, you can really start to empower yourself with perspective. Sometimes this is just about noticing it, starting to label it, starting to catch your thoughts, challenge your thoughts a little more. Oftentimes we have feelings and we accept them as facts, but they're just feelings. And we have to start to feel out the difference for ourselves just by asking ourselves questions. Is this a feeling or a fact? Is this a feeling, fact, or opinion? Is this based on real information? Often we're lost in our heads picturing imaginary scenarios that are negative, that are disaster movies that we're creating in our head. So it's about catching those things a little bit more. And I have some really great tools in the book that can help you with this. In fact, 
I'd say about half of the tools in the book are about learning to catch your extreme thinking and learning to find subject matters that tend to tip you over to one extreme or the other and finding what the middle is. And the final key factor that I believe is so important to how we feel about ourselves is connecting with your small successes more. These are the small wins each day. How often do you let yourself feel proud, accomplished, happy, joyful, playful, delighted about little things that are happening throughout your day? How often do you intentionally seek out these types of feelings instead of zooming in on the stress, anxiety, fear, and frustration that can be so easy for our brains to fall into on a daily basis? When you look back on your day, does your brain zoom in on the one thing that went wrong and replay that over and over again? Or are you looking from a broader perspective and starting to notice that many things went well, many things went okay? Learning to actively look for good things in your life that are working right now and to actively start to see good things in yourself is really an essential part of building self-esteem. In other words, start to cherish those tiny compliments you get a little more, savor those happy, pleasant moments as they're happening, or even calm and cozy moments as they're happening. Let yourself live inside the positive feelings a little more each day and really start to zoom your brain in on noticing all the little and big things you're doing that are working out for you already. It all starts with forming the clear intention to be kinder to yourself right here and now and seeing this as essential to your brain and body to do. So starting today, I hope you can lean into kindness a little more. I hope you can begin to tell yourself all the soothing, gentle and kind things that you've always deserved to hear. To learn more about tools discussed on this episode, please visit theultimatetoolkitbooks.com and be sure to check out the Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, which is in stores now. To win a free copy of the book, please follow me at Risa Williams Therapy on Instagram and check out the giveaway posts that are happening right now. I'm Risa Williams and we're out of time. Thanks for listening. <music>